We are live. Thank you for joining us. How are you, Tony? I'm good, buddy. How about you? I am so good. I am so good. It is uh, it is an amazing, amazing day when we get to stay at home for a few days because of the snow. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I know you've been snowed in just like me, uh, but it's, oh, yeah. it's been it's... pretty fun. Just like a I've got so much done around the house, so much stuff cleaned out, cleaned up, things done, and uh, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, you're live. This is the second show, Season 7, 2024. Thank you for joining us. Here we go. Thank you for watching or listening to The Overland Podcast. We're excited to be here. We're coming to you live as we do each week bringing you the latest in all things outdoors and overlanding. The live show contains listeners, so join us with your comments and questions. Here we go. No pros, just bros on this show. Well, I appreciate you uh, join, jumping in for me last week and taking uh, Jared uh, on, a, on a little trip through the Overland podcast. That was pretty nice. I, I really enjoyed it. I was glad he's able to come on here, and we miss you, though. Yeah, I miss being here. Uh, you know, work calls sometimes. I hate it when that happens, but that's uh, that's just kind of kind of the way it goes sometimes. But uh, we've got a special guest we want to add on here real quick. We've got Lisa from the Jasper Jeep Jam and Overland Rally. So let's bring uh, let's bring Lisa in. Hello, Lisa. Uh oh. Uh oh, I think she may be froze. Oh, there she is. She moved. Can you hear us? Okay, now. Are you there? Uh, yeah, there you are. There you are. Okay. Yeah. Took a second. Well, thank you for joining us, Lisa. Um, from uh, uh, coming coming to us from uh, Jasper, Arkansas, one of the most beautiful counties, Newton County in Arkansas. Uh, one of my favorite places to go uh, for many, many years uh, right there at the mouth of the Buffalo River and many, many different other things. Uh, so uh, you had spoken with Tony earlier. Uh, Tony, uh, won't you, why don't you uh, take this over, see what she's got to say? Yeah, so uh, some friends of ours, Joe and Misty, from the day mm -hmm. we make, uh, Misty called one day and she says, hey, there's this uh, really neat event going on in Jasper. Want to know if I wanted to get involved? And I said, heck yeah. So uh, she she introduced me to, to Lisa here and, and we've been talking back and forth and, um, you know, and uh, going over all the all the things. But I'm I'm going to let uh, let Lisa talk about it uh, here in, instead of me. She's probably more up to speed on it. So Lisa, take off here. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you guys asked me to, uh, to be on your show and, and be a part of this. I mean, this is this has been great. I mean, you guys and Misty and Joe have went above and beyond to help us get all things situated. You know, I like to say we had an idea and a passion and you guys just jumped in and just took it to a whole nother level. And we're so super uh, appreciative of you guys doing that. So, um, 
a little bit about me. I'm the director of uh, Jasper Advertising and Promotions here in Jasper, um, located in the new Visitor Center and Convention Center uh, on the square in Jasper. Um, that's at 200 North Spring Street. Uh, we are in what the building called the... Um, the old theater building. So it used to be an old theater and I think a bakery there at one time. So everyone comes in and said, I had my first kiss here. Or we watched this movie here and it's so cute. I love that. So um, that's where I'm located. My office is upstairs. Um, and Jasper Advertising and Promotions is here to just uh, promote the city of Jasper and promote our businesses. And we're here to host events for the city. Um, we often do fundraisers for um, the city for JPAC, um, and that in return uh, gets put back into the community. We provide free events and also concerts for everyone in the city and the tourists alike. So um, right with that being said, we try to, uh, to come up with different ways to, um, to fund those things for the people in the city and uh, for Newton County. And we came up with Jasper Jeep Jam and Overlanding Rally. So my husband and I are all into overlanding. Um, we've been watching so many podcasts and YouTube videos, and we, we both have uh, rigs. I think mine needs to be outfitted with a snowplow. <laughs> um, at the moment but um so we're having a lot of fun with it and i thought what better way uh than to bring something like that to jasper because so many people out here enjoy off-roading and camping and kayaking and canoeing and just all the beautiful scenery and overlooks that we have why not bring an event here where we can just network with everyone, learn skills, have fun, and get to know each other. So that's kind of how this came about, is to be a fundraiser for JPAC to give back to the community. And in return, we all get to have fun. So that's a little bit about um, how it started. Um, so some things that we're going to have going on, of course, it's going to be Thursday through Saturday, March 14th through 16th. Um, it's going to be held at the Newton County Fairgrounds. Um, if you're looking up the location, it's actually called Newton County Fair and Rodeo. So um, it's not actually fairgrounds on the website. So um, it's going to be held there. It's, gonna, it's a beautiful scenery. We have um, round top in the background, so it's gorgeous to look at. Um, we're going to be having, uh, let's see, a lot of classes. We're going to have the forest service come out and talk to us about trails and answer questions, which is cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to have lots of vendors. We're going to have, um, and most of them are overlanding vendors. We're going to have demonstrators. Game and Fish is going to be out there doing things with the kids. We're going to have a movie night. We're going to have for the kids. We're going to have stories around the campfire for the adults by local historians telling us their favorite spots to go and favorite stories of the Ozarks. Um, we're also going to have a day ride on Friday. Um, we're going to have an overlander show. So like Top Chef and different fun things. We'll have trophies. Um, we'll also have a meet and greet every day with either um, a demonstrator or a local artist. Um, and then Saturday is going to be like the day of all days. So we're going to have classes all day long for you to choose uh, to go to. We're going to have a um, 
shopping with vendors. We're going to have a concert by Nuco Band, which we're super excited about. Award ceremonies, door prizes, you name it. It is going to be a very fun time. So we're excited for everyone to come out and take part in this first annual because guys it's going to be every year we're going to do this i love it i absolutely love yeah. it i uh you know the last few times i've been through jasper i've noticed there's a change in that town there and is. I, I just i love it um you know growing up there I, I went to dog patch so many times and been through jasper and stayed there and i i just um i'm excited to see what's happening uh in jasper so this is yes, really not cool just thing. the Ozark Cafe anymore. There's a little no, bit more it's to not. it now. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Missy, I'm glad you said that because I didn't write it down on my paper, but I'm so all about this. We're having a ladies Overlander Lounge, and the Mad Ma uh, Mavens are going to come in, and they are going to make their specialty margaritas for the mamas. So we're going to have a little area for us, too. So when the guys are all hanging out, doing their thing, and swapping stories and showing their rigs and stuff, the girls are going to get together and have a little fun time too so super right excited on. about our swanky little lounge gonna we're gonna have so it's gonna be cool right on cool tony do you have the the flyer that you can throw up there for just a second so we can see so once again it's march 14th through the 16th newton county fairgrounds um now this um has that you can look this up on uh let's see is there where did where did you get this from tony so if you go to the facebook page for jasper arkansas is where i found it uh okay. follow follow jasper arkansas there'll be lots of lots of local information there but uh it's lisa correct me if i'm wrong I, i'm pretty sure this is like a facebook event right yes sir so it's located under the facebook event and um everything that i put out every week on our wake up wednesday that we do um our live broadcast that we do every wednesday on the Jasper, Arkansas Facebook page, um, under the events tab is shared all the information that um, I've put out there as well. So like last week was um, meet the co-host and this week is gonna be meet the local historians for um, the stories that we're gonna do around the campfire. So that awesome. all is up there as well as um, our event stuff will be uploaded this week, as well as our rules and different things. But if you go there to Facebook, you'll see the link that you can look at this um, flyer that's out. But if you scan the QR codes or touch the links on Facebook, it sends you right to Ticket Leap, where you can look at all the ticketing options as well. Because we have day passes as well. You don't have to camp the whole time with us. You can come per day. Okay. Um, where will the camping be? So the camping will be on site on the campground. So like um, if your rig has a, um, like my husband's has a rooftop tent, you can just camp right there wherever you park. Awesome. Um, so we at have the designated areas. Yeah, designated areas at the fairgrounds okay. um, for people to be able to do that. And if not, and they drive a regular vehicle, absolutely bring your tent, just set up beside your vehicle or park your vehicle and set up your tent wherever you want kind of open as of right now um cool. as far as that we'll be doing layouts next week and and put that on facebook as well so they can pick a spot awesome i like it that's what we do we just camp where we're at so that'll, that'll work that's out. right that's that's That'd what we perfect. do we just camp yeah well that's neat uh there's very few things that are offered in the spring uh like this and uh, so right. this this is a great time for you to offer this especially with 
the classes, the trail rides, and the vendors and things like that. So everybody will and be the itching. Waterfalls. Yeah, the waterfalls are flowing. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of water that time of year. So uh, everybody's itching to get out of the house. They've been snowed in all January and February. So when March comes, everybody's ready to go. So I, I think it's a perfect time to go. And I'm already I'm ready. ready. We're looking forward to it. For sure. Me too. I am already ready. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, that with us. We'll try to have you on again before March and uh, have you give us an update about how it's going. And uh, awesome. and uh, love to hear more from you. So I uh, appreciate you coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. All yeah, right. Well, have a good evening. Take you care, too. Lisa. Bye. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm glad that uh, Misty uh, is is getting involved with that because road there and uh, that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, getting some lady stuff in there as well. Yep, yep. She, oh, you know, it's just right down the road from their house. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. It's um, it's and you know that's that's one of the most beautiful places in Arkansas. So if if you haven't been up, um, up through there and and been to Jasper, uh, I don't know how you've missed it. Uh, I mean, there's everything around there. You go up to see the Buffalo Nature Center. Go up and see the. Uh, uh, you know the buffalo buffalo river you've got the elk center where you can go up and see elk you've got ozark cafe um there's a neat pizza joint there's uh somebody went and bought the old gas station and fixed it up that's where i got this this uh the red oak station in jasper i got this yeah. cup here oh, oh man look at that yeah, I, i'm really digging it so i love what's going on there that's cool put that on the counter put that on the counter that's right. Man, it's been a long time since I've been on here with you. Since been before, um, before Christmas. I know. Since I've been on here with you, it's been a, it's been a long time. But uh, the wife and I uh, had a good Christmas. How was how was your Christmas? Was it good? Uh, it was good. It was mm -hmm. good. We um, made most of the the uh, uh, you know the rounds, seeing family. I think uh, uh, some of them we we sort of had adjust plans because of COVID uh but but yeah so. well we had a we had a pretty busy one I, I think we left as soon as school was out on a wednesday went to northwest arkansas and uh did a little bit of hiking up there but mostly uh stayed with uh family up there some her family from kentucky came in and we stayed up there until i think uh christmas eve night we drove home Got up on Christmas Day, had our Thanksgiving with each other. We're at my parents at noon, and then by eight o'clock that night, we were headed to South Texas. So it was a blow and go, um, you know, pack, unpack, pack, unpack again, and uh, type of deal. So we tried to have everything ready because we were new. We knew that we were going to try to leave about midnight, but I mean, we were just sitting around here and ready to go, and thought, nah, well, we'll just get down the road when I get tired, I'll sleep. And uh, so that's kind of what we did. Um, and uh, we ended up taking off about eight o'clock. Uh, this was this was a new a new kind of trip for us. We had never been uh, anywhere in the Subaru yet. And so we were we were planning on taking the Subaru and pulled the taxa and uh, kind of interested to see how that was going to work out. Yeah, uh, it didn't work out quite what, like what we had thought. Um, really? Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it pulled it fine. It had enough horsepower, but the transmission, it's got a funky transmission, I guess. And 
uh, had to get in a lower gear with higher RPMs. And uh, it took us from like 28 miles a gallon to about nine miles a gallon. So that kind oh, of, gosh, that kind of changed things up a little bit because we were having to stop quite a bit and get fuel um, even more so than what we would have gotten fuel in FJ if we were pulling it. But the difference between the two was that it only costs like $28 to fill up the Subaru and it costs like 60 to fill up the FJ. So, um, it was, uh, it was a little bit different. Well, Brandon, appreciate you coming on here. Big Ben's on your bucket list. I got a few things I want to share about our time down there and little tips and tricks about, um, what you need to see and, and things you need to do if you want to go down there. So, uh, this is my third time down there. This was my wife's second. And, um, this uh, was one of the first places we went after we kind of got together. Her first, first time to stay in the rooftop tent was down there. And, and, uh, we, we, uh, we just really loved it. But, but here's the problem about big bend. It's so big. There's no way you can see all of it in one trip. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't realize even after you and I went down there three years ago, uh, you know, it, it takes 30, 40 minutes to get anywhere uh, mm -hmm. down there because it's, you know, I mean, you're driving, once you get in the park, you got to drive 30 miles just to get to Panther Junction Welcome Center. Yeah. It is a long ways to get to anywhere. It's and just so, a, it's such a big area. A lot. Huge area. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and just knowing and having a little bit of insight can really help you once you get down there. Um, one of the things I want to make sure that everybody's aware of, and, and we didn't really uh, think about it until we kind of had the issue of getting only eight miles a gallon in the Subaru is that once you get down there within 150 miles of the park, the amount of gas stations, goes to almost nothing i mean there's there's one gas station which is 80 miles north and once you once you leave that little town there's no other gas station until you get to study butte which is only about five miles outside the park which and coincidentally so, is the same place that the nearest hospital is nearest hospital is 80 miles away 80 That's miles. Correct. yeah uh, so they do have there in study butte they do have a sheriff's office and they do have an ambulance service but if you do have to go to the hospital it's an 80 mile ride mm -hmm. uh, to get to the hospital uh, and that is the closest one uh, believe it or not um there everything is so spread out and there's a lack of a whole lot of things that you're kind of used to um, but one of the things, uh, that you have to realize when you go into Texas is there is no public land. So we are yeah. very blessed here in Arkansas to have Washita National Forest, uh, the Ozark National Forest, where you can camp anywhere, uh, in the National Forest. Um, you can just, you know, drive around with your maps until you find a place to stop. It's not, not that way down there. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you, we spend a lot of time camping in Walmart parking lots. Well, there's no Walmarts either. And so, um, in fact, I didn't see a Walmart after we went through Odessa, uh, which is the ugliest place on earth, um, <laughs> as far as, I, as far as all the places I've been. Um, so it's, it's really different once you get down there. There's just the things that you're not used to having, um, you just, you just kind of have to plan for. Uh, one of the things that you will love having as, uh, 
to your um, advantage is uh, Hip Camp. Hip Camp, yeah. uh, the Hip Camp app has really been very beneficial to us. We actually uh, made reservations this time. We didn't make reservations last time because there's an abundance of places that you can stay down there. And the Christmas, New Year's time of the year is the busiest time down there. Uh, you know, you can't go down there, or if you do, uh, it's not wise. But uh, if you go down there in the summer, you don't want to get out of the car because it's so mm -hmm. But um, that's why you go down there in the winter. It was a little bit colder this year than it has been the past several years. Uh, it got down in the 20s at night. And um, and it was, of course, in the 50s, 60s during the day, which was perfect, absolutely perfect. Uh, we, we only saw clouds in the sky one day. It was just beautiful, sunny. The sunsets are like nothing you will ever see. Uh, it's just amazing. It's just beautiful. I mean, that, that, year, that year that we went with you, it was like shorts weather the whole week. Yeah. I mean, it was just really warm. And, and yeah. that was one of the reasons that uh, Big Ben has always been on my radar is because uh, that's a good place to escape the winter cold. Like right now, uh, it's the same down there as it was when we were there. So it's 60s in the day, 30s at night. Yeah. Where here, it's like nine degrees, um, and it's going to be a high of like 26 degrees tomorrow. Um, and it was the high of 19 today. So it, it's a great place to go and escape um, the winter. Uh, now, it's a long ways down there. Yeah. It's 800. I live in central Arkansas. It's 800 miles or 900 miles from my house, 905 miles. And only 150 miles of that is in Arkansas. The rest of it's in Texas. So it is a long way down there. And the, all of it's in Texas. Yeah. So uh, it's a, it's not a pretty drive to get. It's you, you see nothing. Um, but once you get down south of Odessa, you get into big sky country and it opens up you can see for hundreds of miles and it's just it's just a whole different place one of the darkest places in the united states yeah. uh, it's part of the dark sky community so you're able to see uh stars like you've never seen before it's it's so nice but that hip camp app is something that you definitely want to have it is um there's a there's a lot of places to stay we've stayed the same place every time we've stayed at coyote crossing uh, every time that we've been down there, it's about three miles north of Study Butte. It's a wide open place. You can camp anywhere. He has nice pit toilets. And we were one of, we saw two other people there the the five days that we were there. There was only two other people there. So it wasn't crowded at all. It was um, $20 a night, uh, which is super cheap. Now, there's a lot of different other kinds of places you can stay down there. One of my dream places that I would love to stay down there is the yurts there's some yurts I the hill. and i, I looked it. them up and it's about it's about 400 dollars a night to stay in that and pricey wow. um i think they have a clear top so you can see the see the stars while you're just laying there they're pretty neat but um a lot of different places um yeah now the the other option that you have as far as places to stay is to get on recreation.gov which i think is a joke and yeah. um and try to get a spot in the park now if you were to go on there and look three or four months down the road you'll notice that about 95 percent of the places that are on recreation.gov in big bend are already booked 
Um, I think, um, I think, and this is just my being me, uh, and I'm not, you know, one of those who believes in uh, all these, uh, what do you call them, uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah. I think, I think they do that. This is a private party that does recreation.gov. I think they do that just to keep, um, keep it look like it's full, to keep the crowds down, and to keep the footprint you know, keep a lighter footprint on the place. Um, because I told the guy at the recreation center, he said, oh, you'll have to get this on recreation.gov. I said, well, you know what's funny about recreation.gov is I looked and I, there was about four of these places we wanted to stay. And they said that they were booked. And we went to every single one of them late in the day and nobody was there. And he said, yeah, he said, that's probably because uh, people book them and it only gives you half your money back when you cancel and that's only like five dollars because it's only ten dollars uh, a night to stay there. Um, so it's not really even worth the trouble of, of going and canceling. So uh, I think they do that to keep the footprint light. And um, so anyway, a lot of times you can stay there. Um, now, we did have uh, we did run into somebody that was checking places, um, but you can go in there and try to get a spot and see if it works out for you. That's right. Know. Who knows? That's right. We have a very special guest in the in the background waiting on us. We have uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he loves him, some Texas Rangers, and uh, he wants to come on here and talk about um, those, the things that they have going on at Oki Overland. It's the one, the only, Tater Mater. What's up, Mike? What's happening? How's everybody doing? Man, we're great. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm ready for some cold camping. That's what that's what I'm ready for. Well, uh, yeah. I'm glad you are because the cold is here and the time has come. And there is the man, the myth, the legend right there, Mr. KR. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you, fellas? Super great. Well, y'all have got an event coming up this weekend. Tell us about it. The polar bear event. Yeah. Has Heck been yeah. Up. Tate has been working nonstop on that, putting some hours in, getting some uh, graphics done. I think we got, I can't remember what he said earlier, around 80-something rigs. I'll let oh, him wow. It. It's his, uh, kind of his baby, so I'll let him share with it. Yeah, come on with it. Yeah, so uh, I got a call from Rhino, uh, and he had this idea about putting a four-state camp out together uh, to test out some winter gear. So uh, four campouts in four states. Um, the idea, oh yeah, Tony's got his diesel heater ready. Um, Man, I'm stoked. But the uh, uh, so the idea was four campouts in four states. Each mm -hmm. state you get a patch, um, and then at the end, uh, if you attend all four campouts and then you attend more expo and camp at more, then you get a plaque where all those patches will fit into one another. So um, they sent me pictures today. They did get the patches in time. We were kind of worried for our event that we weren't going to have them in time, but. Um, we should actually get them either. I think we'll get them Thursday morning. So uh, patches will be ready to go out. Um, guys, if you're not registered, you don't get a patch. So uh, get registered if you're going to be there. And if you've registered more than once, you're only getting one patch. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a handful of people that have registered more than once. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I've got 83. We've got 83 rigs registered. But I sit to do it on the spreadsheet the other day and kind of weeded out some of the duplicates. And I think there's going to be... Uh, about 75-ish rigs. Um, that's if everyone shows up. So uh, we'll see. 
What's the what's the weather looking out uh, looking like? Since this is going to be a polar bear uh, type of thing, what's the weather looking like over there? Oh, uh, what's the forecast? Well, uh, Give us a forecast. We can, be, we can be wrong on this. We don't have to worry about anybody getting mad at us. That's right. That's right. Because weathermen are always wrong. I'm just oh, asking for the forecast. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, sunny with a chance of uh, frozen mustaches. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's showing a low of 15 degrees on Saturday. I love night. it. Well, you know, uh, uh, if that's your low, that's been our high here for the last four days. So we're yeah. good. We're good. No yeah. big deal. I know uh, we're all primed it. for it now. Right? And if anybody needs a diesel heater, go to Oki Overland and they'll build you one um, by, you know, by Thursday. And that way you'll have it for this week. But that's it. We are out of uh, we are out of boxes. Actually, it's a good problem to have. We have sold out of boxes. Oh wow, uh, Joey! I, I called these guys this morning. I said, "Hey, what are you doing?" He said, "I'm building diesel heaters." <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a bring your own box and get your diesel heater because they're out of boxes. So if you need one, bring your own box. That's funny. How is everything over there at the at the Oki Overland? It's going good. Just a grind every day. We yeah. are. We are at it 24-7, 365 quotes upon quotes, and good. hopefully half of them will mount to something. <laughs> what, other, yeah. what other kind of trips you got uh, planned for this year? Yeah. Well, we got those next four. Yeah. We have uh, one every month, so uh, we they're on our website, on our events tab, um, and then we're working on getting all the details put on the Facebook so that they all kind of – link together and give you all the info. Um, one thing a lot of people have asked us is how much are we charging? And we, you know, we, me and Kyle, Kyle kind of uh, recollabed at the beginning of the year. And we said, how do we, how do we be better? What do we do to grow the community? Right. So instead of a new year's resolution, um, kind of for uh, the brand is uh, our word is just community. Um, oh. So that's going to be the focus. And that's the big thing that we're doing for the community is the camp out. So, um, some of them will be trail trips. Uh, more of them than others will be more just camp trips um, where there will be options to wheel because the idea is to get more people into overlanding um, than, than people we have now. So, I mean, to break business down, the only way we make more money is we get more people through our door. And yeah. the only way to get more people through our door is to teach people about it. So um, that's the gist. Man, man, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm excited about uh, I've never been to Robber's Cave. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And then uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to Big Ben. I've only been there the one time, and I know that's that's on your your list at the end of the year. So yeah. uh, hopefully hopefully that all comes to pass. I'm looking forward also, to that too. If you guys be mindful too for your friends, family, anybody that's doing this, you don't have to have the rig to go. That's what we're trying to get out. Um just get out. That's all we want to do is get people out. So if you're a backpacker, you want to see how this works. If you want to just kind of, hey, I want to go camping. And I have all that stuff to go. Bring your Coleman tent. That's what this is about. It's not it's not a rooftop tent. It doesn't have to be limited to anything like that. So just show up and come so we can enjoy it and you can see everything and hang out. So that's yeah. what we're, we're trying to get the community out. Yeah. Yeah. Most of that most of that gear will um, will transfer over. Uh, if you have a small car and a, and everything fits in your backpack, you can do everything that that we do. So I have I have both all the gear and uh, I'm kind oh. of a bougie backpacker though. I don't have a common tent. 
We know uh, you have all backpacking <laughs> tent costs almost as much as my rooftop tent. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you can you can get into car camping pretty pretty cheap compared to some backpacking stuff. It, so. And it doesn't even weigh pounds; it weighs ounces, right? Ounces, yes, ounces. Uh, yeah, when you when you give me a two person shelter that weighs less than a pound, that is that's impressive. Yeah, that's it's impressive insane. to me. So, um, so I, I I saw you guys. Uh, you did uh, like a bumper and a winch on a GX. Uh, I saw that. What what else you got uh, coming up? Any any cool mods? I mean that thing that that GX looks pretty slick with that bumper. Well, somebody yeah. reached out about a about a Subaru or something. I don't know who that might have been. Yeah, a Subi. Oh, oh, okay. There he is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I told Kyle. I said, I, I, I mean, I love Joey, and I'm, I'm here for the day. But uh, to do a roof rack on a print or a, a roof rack on those Subarus, apparently you have to drop the entire headliner out of the vehicle. You said so, you'd do it for me. You said yeah, you'd do it. For I did. Me. Did. So, yeah. See, yeah. We're. Uh, let's see. We've got a, a Fitchin Forerunner getting ready to come in. We're going to be cutting the hole, doing a snorkel, snorkel upgrade. Can't you just um, use some like short self tappers or something and just just drill right in? No, no. no. I'll put extra RTV on it. See, no. I mean that self leveling stuff works great. Uh, let me tell you, we it's the the roads are icy around here, and and I've got the FJ Cruiser that I absolutely love, and then we've got the Subaru, and we we had to take my wife to Walmart a while ago, and I said. I would rather somebody run into the FJ than the Subaru. We're taking the FJ. So uh, I, I love that Subaru. I'm not, I'm, uh, no, we're not doing self tapping screws. What's wrong with that, man? God, love that. Hey, never well. spent so much money on a car in my life. <laughs> it's something. Well, hey, guys, we know that you, uh, you got lives and we appreciate you coming on here. But remember, if to get signed up, where do, they, where do they need to go to get signed up for the thing this weekend? Oh, there's an event uh, on Facebook that will link you to the Eventbrite link where you can register. Um, I'll see. I can send yeah, it out. You, you go to Polar Bear Camping Club event, yeah. and right at the top it says find tickets. Okay. I like it. I like it. So make sure you get signed up for that. And there is no cost for that, right? You just have to register and show up. Correct. Yeah, and we're doing a, a chili cook-off. And uh, our buddy Ryan with Seasucker, they've donated some prizes. So we're going to be giving away a Seasucker kitchen, um, some oh, other Seasucker stuff. So we have, we're, we're going to do on the competition, we're going to do obviously best chili. And then we're going to do one more we haven't really finalized yet. But uh, Kyle, Kyle said we should do like the, the next prize is like the worst chili or something. I was like, I don't know if we can call someone out like that. But, hmm. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Uh I'm I'm on here. I was getting. I just realized that I hadn't registered yet. Unbelievable. And I'm, uh, I know good help's hard to find, Good, isn't it? good grief. What about Joey? Nice. Did Joey register? No, I have not registered. Well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> good to see you guys. Good, good to see you guys. guys. Uh, I would, no, I would like I was... to suggest. I would like to suggest. I think that at, at all at the at the polar bear. All the polar bears, they should have an ice cream competition. I don't know why you wouldn't eat ice cream when it's so cold. So I, mean, I was going to chili because it's hot. Right. We're going to be camping on the lake. We might as well just take a polar plunge, too. We don't even have to have a yeah. dual zone freezer for it. I mean, no. no so I was going to say, um, it looks like it's not open for tickets anymore this weekend. 
says is sales, sales ended. Uh-oh. We could have hit the 100 mark and have to open it. No, I'm looking at it right now, showing 83. I'll have to get with Chad uh, and see. Because you set, when you create these, you set uh, date parameters. I bet the date just got. I bet they just close it since uh, tomorrow's Wednesday or so. So, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. I'll uh, I'll shoot a text out right now, and I bet we'll have it resolved. No patch. No patch. No patch well, if y'all are getting the patches by Thursday, you need to register tonight, if if at all possible. So uh, send Oki Overland a message or something saying that you want in, and they'll they'll try to get you in somehow, somehow, yep. some way. We can do it. Worst, worst we'll case scenario, I can register you at the event. Just make sure when you guys get to the event, come find me or Rhino or Kyle. Probably not Kyle because Kyle doesn't do technology. Kyle either. won't have a clue. Don't go and somewhere. And we checked in. Yeah. yeah. He won't have a clue. Julie, why aren't you coming this Saturday again? Huh? Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence uh, about this. Um, I'm having hip issues. Back issues. Or hemorrhoids or something. I can't remember. They make a cream for that, don't they? Uh, yeah, I'm loaded up. I'm creamed up. Yeah. That's what I heard. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Y'all have a wonderful day. Uh, and let me let me just say, go to okie-overland.com. They have a list of all their, their events that they're going to be doing once a month. The very last one of the year will be a trip to Big Bend, and that's what we're talking about tonight. And uh, And I have a lot to talk about. On that so thanks guys appreciate you good to see you see ya. this weekend see you saturday yep all right oh man love those guys i know it absolutely love those guys some of the best guys that you will see out there uh okie-overland.com visit them in tulsa um and um and they will get you hooked up on anything and everything overlanding amazing guys mm -hmm. uh kyle drove all the way out to our listener camp out and um, got there in the middle of the night when we were sitting around the fire, giving stuff away, this big old train of people came in. That was amazing seeing that. So, so cool. Loved it. Yeah. Well, back to big bend. Uh, what I was talking about is you definitely want to have hip camp. You definitely want to have a place to stay. The guy at Coyote crossing super guy stayed down there um, three different times uh, with him and uh has a really nice place there so you definitely definitely love being there but um if you need a backcountry permit for any reason if you're going to be doing um any backpacking or if you're going to be camping inside the park you have to have a backcountry permit now if you find a place that you want to stay that's really nice um and it's it's one of the places that you have to get inside the park here's a helpful hint panther junction is the very first and it's always first come first serve panther junction is the very first visitor center that's open it opens at 8 30. we needed a backcountry permit and there was a place that we wanted to stay because we were back we were backpacking in the chisos basin um and we wanted to get this particular spot so we wanted to be there early and i'd read several times if you don't get there early you may not get a spot so we get there about 7.45. It was about 45 minutes before uh, they opened. I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I know. I see Kyle. He's down there. He'd be embarrassed if we plop him back in the in the, in the the podcast. I swear. He's a good friend. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, was... We get there. We get we get over there to Panther Junction about seven forty five, and there's one guy that's that's ahead of us. He had, he had beat us there, so he was first. We were second. And then by the time they opened at eight thirty, there was only three or four people in line. There was two people behind us. Uh, they let him in. There was two people that helped, so we got up there. We got our spot. It takes about twenty minutes or so to tell them what you want. They ask you a few questions and, and different things, and they enter all your uh, have a little bit of paperwork to fill out for you to get your permit, and then um, you know have to enter it in and all that. Well, we were in there about 20 minutes, takes about 20 minutes per person. We, I turn around because I am so attuned to what this guy is telling me, making sure that we get the right spot, all this other stuff. I have no idea what's going on inside this place. But I turn around after we're there 20 minutes, the line is out the door. There's about 20-something people that are in line. Well, if you count that two people being helped at a time at 20 minutes a time. If you're three or four people back, you're going to be there over an hour. And so, and plus you're, you have to wait, make, and make sure that those people in front of you don't get what you want, or you have to have a backup plan or anything like that. So a uh, little bit of advice here, get the Panther junction. If you got a place uh, that you have, that, it, that, that it says it's reservation first come first serve, which is all the places down on the river road, um, our first come first serve. There's quite a few places that are in the park where you could camp um, for $15 a night. Um, and you have to get there at one of the visitor centers. You have to get registered and you have to get there before anybody else does register. And so get to Panther Junction early. They do not, they do not um, lock the gates to get in the parks. So you can get in the park 24 hours a day. But what you cannot get into a visitor's before 8.30, and they are the first ones to open. So um, that's another hint, helpful hint. If you do go around Christmas time when these guys are planning on going, uh, you and I went about 9 o'clock in the morning one day, and it took us almost an hour to get in because the line getting in was backed up. Um, yeah. And so we went one day about – uh 8 15 or so and there was about 15 cars in front of us we had already been and paid so we just got to drive on through but we had to wait until every single car in front of us paid and went through so it's so there's not a there's not a fast track if you've not a fast track airport. not a fast track so if you yeah. if you want to get in the park and get some things done and make use of your time go before eight o'clock otherwise there's going to be a line uh one day uh, after we backpacked the Chisos Basin, we came out about 11 o'clock to get some lunch. And there was about 50 cars in line. And so it was just one of those, th it's just one of those things that this is the busiest time of the year. They have big marquee signs that say, please be patient. This is the busiest time of the year. And there's no, there's one line to get in and that's it. One line to get in. And if all the people that are in front of you have to pay, then you're just stuck. You're just stuck yeah. behind them. Now, um, one of the one of the things that I wanted to recommend was places to go. Um, this was the first time that we had ever been to Bokias. If you don't have your passport, get your passport. Bokias is worth it. It's really neat place. Now, there's not a whole lot to see, not a whole lot to do. This little village is 
300 miles from any other village in Mexico. And so they get all of their supplies from the United States to get all their gasoline. They get all their uh, food. Uh, most of their food is grown, delivered uh, across the border. They get all their electricity from solar, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, and But you get to go across the international ferry, which I think that's hilarious that that's what they call it. <laughs> um, but the international ferry is a man in blue jeans who's waiting in the river who guides a flat bottom boat 15 feet from one side to the other. Um, so a John it costs you, yeah, 14 foot flat bottom boat. Mm -hmm. It costs <laughs> you, um, I think it was $5 a person, uh, for a round trip. And you pay this nice little man in a cowboy hat on the other side, and he gives you tickets to come back. And then you have your option of whether you can ride a donkey, you can walk or take a truck into town. It's about three quarters of a mile. We decide to walk. You are assigned a tour guide um, to help you communicate with everybody because there's a whole lot of people that are selling homemade things, uh, trinkets and, and different things that you can bring back states. with you. Yeah. Uh, koozies, uh, towels, all kinds of stuff. Um, and so you get a tour guide. He goes with you everywhere that you go. Um, and then there are a couple places that you can eat. So they have a couple places, uh, a couple of diners, cafes or whatever. We ate at one of the cafes there. The food was outrageous good. It was, um, it was something like I'd never... Nah, I'd never had before. Um, it was it was really good, really good. Uh, and we ordered two different things and then shared uh, the both things because we wanted to try so many different things. the The prices are not astronomical; they were very reasonable. I think we ate for about thirty bucks U.S. Uh, that included the tip. Um, great service. In fact, our tour guide was actually one that also served our food and refilled our drinks and and things like that. Um, so it was, it was really nice. Uh, we really enjoyed Boquillas. Um, you know, when you and I went down there, we only got to go to the overlook where you can see part of the, uh, part of the town or thing like that. Um, and so we really didn't get to go in. Um, uh, but I, if you have a passport, take your passport. It's so easy to get in. Uh, they just look at your passport, make sure it's up to date, make sure it's you. And then you go across. Now, some of the places that we had researched, said that after you go across, you have to go to a little um, place on the other side that will check your passports. And if you're going to stay the night, they'll give you a visa or, or something like that. There wasn't anything like that. All there was was a bunch of men, a bunch of donkeys, and that was it. And pickup trucks going back and forth. That was it. There was no, there was no uh, international place where you get your passport stamped or nothing like that. It was no official check station no, nothing official yeah. whatsoever. you know i saw galen posted he he it's been like 30 years since uh he was there and i, mm -hmm. I think i know now why why it's been 30 years <laughs> oh because they almost got shot because they almost got shot by one of the boat guys yeah I, I galen, are, that. are you uh thinking about going back the end of this year uh, <laughs> with, with the okay overland guys now um Last year, when we stayed down on the on the river road, we were really close to Boquillas. So when you when you when you leave, and when you leave from Boquillas, the river road's not very far. 
And then we, we stayed only about a mile down the river road at, at one of the very first campsites. Now I was standing there cooking dinner one afternoon and I heard something. All of a sudden these cows ran through our campsite and then there were men on horseback chasing them. Um, and so, you know, you will encounter people crossing the border down there and I don't know how safe it is. Um, I mean, who really knows? Um, can't frost him. I have to think about that. <laughs> He'll tell us around the trip. Um, but anyway, it was, it, well, I, didn't, I didn't feel unsafe the whole time I was down there. Uh, it's not really a place where illegals cross. Um, but um, because it's, it's all mountains and it's all cliffs and there's nothing um, between, you know, the border and, 300 miles away. There's just nothing to keep people alive. So it's not really one where they'll cross. Now, yeah. one tidbit of interesting information was that um, the last two years, we've had a closed border um, when we went down there. And about 50 miles north of there is the border check station. And both times the last two years, when we went down through there with a closed border, there was nobody at the check station and we never got stopped. Now we have an open border and we actually got stopped at the check station, which that makes no sense to me. No. Um, but they stopped us, asked us if we were Americans, where we had come from and See? where we were headed. And I said, yes, we had been to uh, Big Ben. We're headed back to Arkansas. And he said, thank you. Have a good day. And uh, that was it. And so it was, that was very interesting. Um, but, uh, I mean, who knows how that, how that is ran these days, but, you know, anyway. I, um, I had heard at one point in time that that, that border section along the, the national park there was monitored pretty heavily just because of, you know, it being like a, you know, a tourist situation mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, some, this where they monitor it quite a bit. So they, they don't have a whole lot of, you know, concern about some of that stuff. Yeah. So um, and you know, United States is all about tourism and mm -hmm. this being a national park, it's just like every other national park that you go to. Um, there's a huge percentage of people that are there that are not Americans. Um, you know, we, we hike down to the window trail, and I bet we heard 10 different languages going down through there. Oh, and really? It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, inhabited by quite a few that were not, uh, from here, if you know what I mean. Not uh, from around. They weren't speaking Texan. I know that, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, and so, yeah, they want to keep that, uh, safe. And so we saw quite a few guys who were in uniform carrying weapons. Uh, we, we saw quite a few um, and they have a huge number of volunteers. And uh, so, yeah, I did. There was not one time that I did not feel safe. Yeah. Um, so I definitely go to Boquillas. Boquillas is a neat place. If you have your passport, if you don't, don't try to go. You can't go. Um, but if you don't have your passport, go to the Overlook. If you go to the Boquillas Overlook, you can see the city. Um, and there will be some locals there. If the river's down where they can cross, they just walk across right there, which doesn't make any sense to me at, at all, again, because over here, not 100 yards this way, 
is you have the place where you have to actually show your passport to cross. And then at the Boquillas Overlook, they're just walking back and forth across the river. So that makes no sense. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great spot for a nice lunch. Great yeah. lunch. Oh, man, you can back spot. your rig up and, and be overlooking the Rio Grande. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Plus, they have a place there where you, on your honor, can purchase a few things. Now, those things can be seized as they are not, they're considered contraband because they were brought over illegally. But, um, you know, when we came back um, through customs, they just asked, are you bringing like food items back? And when we they never they never looked through our stuff. They only asked us if we were doing that. So it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, but if you go to the Bokeas Overlook, they have pretty much all the same stuff. They have the koozies. They have the, the different things that you can purchase. And on your honor, they have these big giant places where you can drop the stuff in there. So, uh Really neat place. Really neat place. I would highly recommend that. Um, the Chisos Basin. You and I did not go down there. Um, if you don't, if you don't get to the Chisos Basin early, you won't be able to get in. Uh, the the couple times we went by the entrance to that, there was cars lined up, and by nine or ten o'clock in the morning, there's not a whole lot of places to park up there. There's that's where a lot of the the backpacking, a lot of the, the best trails in the park are. Uh, there's a restaurant up there. There's cabins, uh, hotels, all this other stuff. But let me tell you, this, this area, this area is a completely different area in the park. So in the park, you are like in a desert. There's rocks, cactus. Um, it's just It's just red rock and cactus, pretty much all that is. When you start going up into the Chisos Basin, there are oak trees. There is a place where we actually saw fall colors. Uh, it just transforms into a completely different area. And like it's a different so environment. Beautiful. Different environment. It's, it's yeah. so neat. Um, yeah. But you just go up into the mountains and it takes you all the way to the top of the mountain. And at the top of the mountain is this um, is this area where they have all the cabins and the, and the hotels and different things like that. Uh, that's where you can hike down to the window, uh, which is pretty much just a V slot that you go down to and you can see um, a lot of the park from there. The South Rim is what we backpacked on. We did a 15 mile backpack trip on the South Rim. When we got up to the top of the South Rim and this was no, uh, my wife is amazing. She, she did this carrying a 20 pound pack. Uh, we stayed the night up there. Uh, amazing. Um, Throws your honeys off, didn't you? It was cold. Uh, it was not as cold as what we thought it was going to be. The night before we went up there, it got down to like 12 degrees. Um, but the night that we were up there, it was in the 30s. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just horrible, but it was still pretty cold. But we had a great spot out of the wind. Uh, but when you get up to that south rim and you look, it's just like you, you go up and then it the mountain just stops. And it's like being at the Grand Canyon. I mean, I took so many pictures there's no way those pictures can do it justice. It is outrageous, beautiful. Now it's a tough hike to get up there, uh, but it's, it's it was worth it. It was unbelievable, beautiful. Um, so the Chisos Basin is definitely something you want to go to because it's completely different. It blows your mind how just being in this little set, this this little set of mountains can completely change the the environment. Um, where you have trees and 
all different kinds of animals and grass and it's just it's neat so yeah. place. have to get there early you yeah. have to get there early we we got up there when we when we started a backpacking trip we were pulling in when the sun came up at seven o'clock so we got up there pretty early when we came down the next day at 11 o'clock all the way down at the bottom of the mountain there was probably 20 cars that were in line and they were they were only letting one up when one came down and wow. those people who go up there are up there for a while so anyway just a little tidbit of information there right um there is gas stations inside the park um so if you get low on gas right by the panther junction and also down at the end uh, on the southeast end, there is another gas station as well at the campground down there. So if you get low on gas down there, other than that, Study Butte is the only gas station uh, around there. And the lines getting gas there are constant. And it's a fight uh, yeah. to get gas there. Um, and so... So there's like, there's two gas stations in uh, in Study Butte, right? And there's one, one gas station in Study Butte is all there is. Just one. There are two inside the park, but there's only one gas station. There so is, there's a grocery store where we got our water. Um, there's a grocery store, hardware store. If you need water, you can buy water. You don't have to buy, if you don't need like drinking water, you can get water out of a water hose. It's like 20 cents a gallon. Um, we got water there to wash dishes, do things like that, um, clean up with. And so we went down there, filled up with that. This guest, this, uh, hardware store has pretty much everything you could ever want ice cream deli meat snacks food steaks breakfast stuff um and then it has a full thing of produce and then it has a whole bunch of camping stuff as well yeah. so it's yeah. really not yeah uh, so and there's a little cafe that's in study butte that's really good we ate there one time um but uh it's it's a really nice area uh, but yeah there's only one gas station there and study butte and there's not one in torlingua but you can go all the way to where the goat mayor is and there's a gas station there lajitas lajitas so it's about 20 20 miles west in clay henry yeah. mayor clay henry we went and fed clay henry we saw clay henry uh it's funny because the the goat that he has living with him the female goat she is cranky uh, it's yeah fun yeah gia tried to feed all the time tried to feed uh, clay henry and the female goat came and headbutted at so cool got him out of the way so she could she could eat all his food it was funny uh fun times uh, another place that i would recommend you go is terlingua ghost town spend some time there uh really neat um history about this place Mercury mines killed so many people. They've got a, a cemetery there that's out out of this world. Um, but uh, really nice play, uh, little place to shop there. And then the Starlight Theater. Now, a little heads up about Starlight Theater. This is a very famous place. They only have 16 tables. They open the doors at 530. And at 5 o'clock, there's about 100 people in the line. So mm -hmm. you need to get there. We got there about three three thirty and we were the second ones in line um we were the second ones to be seated and they don't seat everybody at once and then this little man comes out there at about five twenty, and he stands up in a chair and he screams to everybody he says we only have 16 tables 
If you're not the first 16, you could be out here for two hours. And if you don't like that, this is the highway. You can go back home. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, it was great. The food there was great. We got um, mixed grill, had quail, shrimp, uh, had a had a steak with it. The brisket queso. Yeah. Out of this world. Out of this world. So good. And they had a live band. So that was that was pretty fun. So uh, we love it down there. We did, uh, I think she, we added it up um, on our uh, trails, trails app when we came home. We actually hiked 33 miles while we were there. So we did quite a few hikes. If you're not into outdoors, it's not a place to go. There's not a place for the kids, not a place, you know, not anything for the kids to do unless they like walking. Um, there's just not like a lot of the other national parks, just a whole lot of stuff to do. You have to like to be outdoors. The weather was perfect. Uh, it doesn't rain very often at all. Um, there's a lot of off-roading that you could do. The river roads down there. There's some Jeep badge honor trails that are down there. Um, but it is That's a, something that we, we've never gotten to do when we were there. Yeah. We just ran out of time. Same here. And, uh, you know, and three times I've been wanting to drive the river road and still have not uh, gotten to do that. We just, there's so many things to do down there and everything is so far apart that when you do something, it takes all day. Yeah. And, um, you know, we drove down to, um, the state park. We went down to the state park, uh, to see that, um, some great hoodoos on that road um the hoodoos are the skinny rocks that are skinny at the bottom big at the top a whole bunch of hoodoos that are right along that road there's some nice places to stop beautiful scenery one of the most beautiful roads you could drive down but um it, it just takes forever to get in we, yeah we didn't we didn't get to go to the state park when we were there so no we went past it we went past the the visitor center you know, when we drove uh, that road that followed along the river and we went up to the top where you flew your drone and we got to see yeah. people floating down the river. That's that in the McKenna. state park. Yeah. That's the state park. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. So uh, we didn't go actually into the state park. We just stayed on the highway. But it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. There's another place called Marfa down there that has these lights that come on right at dusk. And um, they don't know what it is. Uh, but you can look up the Marfa lights and if you go past where we stopped back to the state park down there a little another a uh, little further you'll you'll come out of Marfa so there's there's quite a few things down there that you can see um, and do but make sure that you've got hip camp you'll have a place to stay make sure you go to Boquias or at least the overlook go to the Chisos Basin go to Terlingua Ghost Town and even go to Lajitas and see the goat mare uh, that's pretty neat um but you do all that you'll love it that's you'll a busy week right there busy week busy week and plus if you know we threw in a backpacking trip so that took two almost two whole days um yeah. but it was so worth it um if you like hiking that's a amazing place because it's not hot and uh and it's and you stay cool beautiful so beautiful but anyway that was our trip. And if you want to go down there and go down there with somebody and some people who know their way around there, plan it for the end of this year. Uh, Oki Overland is going to be going down there and uh, and seeing and doing some things. I think it's going to be a cool trip. So yeah. we'll be getting with Tate, Kyle, and uh, 
see what we can work out about getting down there with them. Man, what a Eight show! An hour. What an yeah. hour! Can't believe so it. So before I forget, shop Overland Apparel. Yeah, any of our stuff, our merch, our tees, you know, patches, stickers, all that good stuff. Shop That's Overland Apparel. That's where you get it. Yeah. Well, hey everybody, thank you for joining on here with us and uh, and and coming on here with us. Um, I'm going to sit down with my wife and visit with her about. Uh, her time at Big Bend and get her on there and uh, and see uh, if we can't get her to come on here and, and give her two cents about what we did down there at Big Bend because let me tell you uh, she was a trooper she's a trooper and uh, pretty right cool what all she did I, I, I walked 33 miles and she did too she made every step I did that's amazing on purpose you did this on purpose, on purpose. yeah yeah Okay. And a lot, and let me tell you, a lot of people think, a lot of people think that I heard all these places that we go to. And she is very adamant that she, she did this before she met me. So I just want everybody to know that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, and thank you for Good being job, on here with us. We appreciate you so much for being on here. We'll be back here. Same time, same channel next week. Bat time, bat channel. Bat That's right. All right, Go. buddy. Have what a is good it? One. Ste don't don't uh, step in number one and miss out on number two or something. What is it? No, no. Set. Until Let's next time, look out for number one. <laughs> don't step in number two. We're